0: Welcome to Impact the Borough, the podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll check in with our partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across the borough, highlighting what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, Truliant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit truliant.org for more information.
1: Welcome, everyone. I'm Caitlin Conover, Assistant Director of Launch Greensboro, the entrepreneurship initiative of the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. Here at Launch Greensboro, we accelerate growth for entrepreneurs starting and growing businesses in the Greensboro Triad area by providing education, mentoring, and access to capital. We do this through a variety of programs, including Launch Camp, Launch Lab 101 and Growth, our sustained cohort support, and of course, Capital Connects, and our first-launch Capital Fund Pre-Seed Stage Fund. In this episode, we will be chatting about the benefits of coworking spaces and what they provide to entrepreneurs and learn specifically about the unique impact three triad area coworking spaces, Transform GSO, Congdon Yards, and Venture ashboro have on our entrepreneurial community. This is a subject that Launch Greensboro knows very intimately. We operated our own co-working space in downtown Greensboro for several years, and now we operate and run our programs under Transform GSO's roof. So we've seen firsthand the cool and innovative things that can happen in a co-working space. Um, and to just toot my own horn, I um, was the director of Transform GSO for several years. So I worked one-on-one with um, co-working members and just really uh, like to preach. To, I'll be preaching to the choir today about how amazing co-working spaces can be for entrepreneurs. So before we really dive into the meat of our conversation, I'd like to introduce our guests. We have Peggy Hickel from Transform GSO, Rachel Moss from Congdon Yards, and Jonathan Thill from Venture Ashboro. So I'm gonna have you all introduce yourselves and give a brief introduction to your space. So Peggy, we'll start with you.
2: All right, I'm Peggy Hickel, and as Caitlin said, I'm the Executive Director of Transform GSO, um, which is actually two spaces, Uh, across the street from each other in downtown Greensboro, separated by a lovely garden uh, and patio area, which we like and our members really utilize nicely. Um, And I'm just excited to be a part of this,
1: hear about what
3: everybody else is doing.
1: Thanks, Peggy. Rachel, let's hear from you.
3: Hey everyone, I'm Rachel Moss. I'm the chief operating officer for Business High Point and then also Condon Yards. Um, We're a little bit of a different model probably than some of our friends on here today. Um, So Condon Yards started back in 2019 is when we really started construction. Um, And that was the vision that our chamber wanted to bring to the community to create a co-working space, something that we were missing in High Point. And so have a a different model. It's open to the public for sure. Um, And we offer several programs to assist and we have some great partnerships that we'll talk about today and um, that leads into the generator which is um, kind of a one-of-a-kind area that is a prototype facility in the furniture and woodworking um, area so thank you
1: thanks rachel and jonathan
4: hi i'm uh, dr jonathan phil and i'm the founder of venture ashborough and we are a place where people find meaning through entrepreneurship so I spent 15 years in the community college system and I um, immediately upon completing my doctorate wanted to find more meaning in my own life and I used entrepreneurship to find how I could bring my gift more to my uh, local community and to impact others. And so we run a co-working space, accelerator program, and host incubator offices uh, for rural small businesses in Asheboro and our Vision is helping people find um, that meaning and, and and source of their why while they're monetizing their passion or, or finding a different way to approach um, paying for their lifestyle. So um, that's what we do. We focus on entrepreneurship in rural spaces around Greensboro and the Winston area.
1: Thanks everyone. And what I really, love about these three guests is we're not all just in Greensboro, we can really see how different entrepreneurs operate in different parts of the triad and the unique needs like Jonathan was just addressing. Um, he has a more rural population and they have different needs than perhaps those folks who are working out of downtown Greensboro or the folks who are out in High Point. So we're going to hear a lot of different different strategies behind how they they co-work and manage that space. So um, let's do a little bit of defining. Um, coworking is not a brand new concept, but there are still some people out there who are getting used to the idea of it and what it means. Um, so question, first question for the entire group, what do collaborative spaces or co-working spaces offer to entrepreneurs and what makes them different than the traditional home office or a traditional office building?
2: Well, I'll jump in. Um, I, I think I, I love hearing other about other people's um, spaces and and stuff because I think we all offer a very unique um, bent on 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 co-working and an on, on, on entrepreneurship. I think we do um, some good focus on entrepreneurship. That's obviously the track we're on as well as everybody else. Um, I think our take on it is building a community. Uh, though I love hearing what Jonathan had to say about rural um, entrepreneurship and stuff, which I think is a perfect fit there for Asheboro. Um, and, you know, they're in High Point, y'all are focusing on, you know, a slightly different thing too. Our focus is largely on community and building that as a place that people want to come to work that makes it very different from your traditional commercial office spaces. Um, We, you know, we love to, and what we're trying to build back up to, we're still coming out of COVID, hopefully. (laughs) Um, And so we're trying to rebuild back that community. Of course, a lot of people went away um, during COVID and, and we're trying to build back up on our community events so you know we we do a lot of or we're trying to build up our free co-working days we offer um tasty treats on tuesdays for which has bagels and stuff we we have free coffee and free beer we have a beer sponsor um we're now trying to get back into community lunches and stuff like that because we just feel like here, particularly in downtown Greensboro, there is a wide variety of office spaces available. And what we wanna offer is this is the comfort of home combined with people that you can see and talk to and everything, you're not isolated, but you also have the opportunity to network with different companies and, um, and different members and find the, you know, so you may come across somebody that really can dovetail into what you're trying to accomplish with your business. And that's kind of how our approach to it is. We also, you know, want to offer entrepreneurial um, classes and, and opportunities that way. That's, you know, we partner with uh, the chamber to do a lot of that with their um, launch and learns and launch lab and and their growth program and everything Um, but i think what makes us stand out from the rest of our downtown community is is literally the community we're building in both of our spaces
1: i agree peggy i think community is a really important element to co-working spaces and especially through the lens of entrepreneurs um we we often describe entrepreneurship as um, you know you're operating on a deserted island by yourself. It feels often isolating. Um, you're figuring out a lot of things alone. So being within a space that you can build that community around you, build collaborators around you, network, um, or just bounce ideas off of other folks who are also figuring out entrepreneurship. That's uh, that's a a benefit that um, is really hard to kind of quantify and define, but it's something that you can't really find in other office spaces. Um, Rachel and Jonathan, is there anything else you'd add to that definition of co-working spaces, collaborative spaces, and, and what they offer to entrepreneurs?
3: Yeah. Oh, I'll piggyback um, on what Peggy was saying. I think we all are trying to create that sense of community, and I think that the approach that we've done here in High Point is, you know, we researched tons of different models for co-working and entrepreneurship. And we found out that in High Point, we had a lot of sectors and businesses and entrepreneurs um, that maybe have not received the type of services that other entrepreneurs have had the access to. So um, we heard loud and clear from our community that um, the minority-owned and business-owned Businesses were not receiving the same opportunities that maybe some other entrepreneurs were. And so we're really um, diligent to create a partnership and a, a new initiative called Thrive High Point um, that started out of the chamber and we partnered with a, a company out of Durham to help create some of those wraparound services, but then also gives access you know, to capital that maybe sometimes these businesses aren't bankable yet. And so we've created programming and coaching opportunities to help them, undergird them, to lift them up with the tide that's rising here at High Point. Um, and so this is, we launched Thrive High Point in October of last year. And in the first nine, 10 months, we have over 300 businesses that have signed up for Thrive and received services. And we just completed our first round of micro grants. Um, to the tune of about fifty thousand dollars, of that was just straight grant cash money pumped right back in to those businesses, and that was ten businesses that did the pitch, and they we, we saw that they were very deserving of that. And so that's just one of the many things that we do here that creates that community. Um, and we have a dedicated every Wednesday is Co-working Wednesday for all the Thrive participants, um, and it, within the Commons itself, where this is all located. Um, we have all kinds of community members that go in and out of the building every day. So you have a CEO of a company, major company here in High Point that crosses paths with this entrepreneur that might not have had that type of exposure before. And so we call this, we're creating that pride of place. And that is really what has taken off here in High Point. So that inclusiveness has been key for us.
1: And Jonathan, describe to us Venture Ashboro and and what makes up Venture Asheboro beyond just a physical building?
4: Sure. So when I was um, working on my dissertation at High Point University, we talked a lot about placemaking and that sense, just like uh, she previously mentioned that sense of place. And in the future of work is going to include places that are co-working spaces, just like we have physical fitness spaces. I feel like our country is on the precipice of looking more um, consistently at preventative measures um, for our health and for our business and our in our careers. And so we might see more of YMCA style services pop up for people that are operating small businesses that need just a place to meet or or come out of the office out of their house and and network and, 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 and kind of hot desk as they say in our industry. Um, for us in rural spaces, we um, at Venture Ashboro are the only resource of this nature. So it's, it's really, um, it was an eye-opening experience for me uh, moving to Ashboro. I had previously lived in Greensboro and in Winston both and I was used to the larger city lifestyle. So in, in Ashboro, um, you ladies might chuckle, but uh, every coffee shop um, closed at 6 p.m. And so I would not even have the opportunity to get home and eat dinner before the places that I would, to, I would choose to go to complete my dissertation or try to, try to work on stuff outside of work were already closed up, and so I, um, I found myself with a laptop in a brewery, the sad sap trying to get work done while there's merriment going on all around me. And I thought to myself-
1: I'm sure there were no distractions going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. And so I thought to myself, gosh, this has got to be, there's gotta be an opportunity here. And I was going through Leadership North Carolina at the time with Christopher Gergen, and he and I were talking about what rural looked like. And so, uh, for co-working spaces and so I found the opportunity to introduce myself to Peter Marsh and connect with the flywheel people and 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 it was around that time that I first met my mentor and friend Andy Zimmerman who has helped me um, navigate a lot of Venture Ashboro, um thoughts and processes as well and so um, we don't try to copy what the urban areas do but we try to find um, analogies for our rural um, folks so that um, we can provide a service that's that's really has no other alternatives other than operating at your house um, and so in many rural communities that's what it's like lexington no co-working spaces right now there's no co-working spaces in a lot of our tertiary communities around the the uh the piedmont triad area um and so i think we're going to see that more and more we i've i've met with uh, communities across the state that are looking at doing it municipally funded some are looking at doing it uh, nonprofit funded some are operating with franchises where somebody buys into one of these venture ex franchises or something and so um, i just feel like it's going to be a uh, persistent uh, industry that's shifting the way that that people think about do i need my own brick and mortar or can I operate in a shared economy for much less and get a lot more? Um, so last thing is, you all at, at, at Transform GSO have always had such an, a, a, an impeccable sense of style, and, and I have appreciated what that means for somebody that co-works there. So sure, it's the aesthetic that somebody appreciates when they come in, but more deeply, it's the sense of pride that they have when they invite their customers and their guests to their office, and now when they have that wow moment of walking into Congdon Yards or walking into to Transform GSO, they're like, "This is amazing." You're like, "Yes," and and you can afford it because you're 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 a piece of it, not the whole thing.
1: I agree. It definitely brings an added level of legitimacy when you're just starting your business. And like you said, meeting your customers and being able to bring them to um, a really nice professional space like Ventura Ashboro, or Congdon Yards or Transform um, and really establish that reputation versus meeting up, you know, at a coffee shop, or I've talked to folks um, previously before they joined a coworking space of, oh yeah, I was meeting with clients at a Panera and it just was not the best place to really start making my sales. Um, so that's a really, really great point. Um, so Jonathan, you, you started to paint a picture of, the types of members that you work with, um, more of the rural entrepreneur, Um, I really want to paint a picture of who's working out of these spaces so we can start to plant the seed in people's minds of, oh, I can see myself working out of there. So um, Peggy and Rachel and Jonathan, all three of you, could you describe to me a little bit um, the types of entrepreneurs that you see coming through your spaces?
2: Sure, I'll I'll jump in. We have such a diverse group. Um, I will say oddly enough, and, and I will say, I don't come from this industry to begin with. So this has been endlessly fascinating for me. Um, I, for many years, managed a downtown park. <laughs> and it's funny, the, the similarities, both in the clientele and and, Facility management and all of it sort of has um, informed <clears throat> what I'm doing here at Transform. Uh, but we have, good grief, we have a doula, we have a lot of real estate companies now. All of a sudden, have um, started joining in. We've we've had we have some tax accountants. We have a lot of students. We have. Um, People who make things like candles and and custom woodwork products and stuff like that. And we are fortunate that we are tied to a next door neighbor, or not quite next door, but down the hill a little bit neighbor that is a maker space. So um, there there is some back and forth between our two spaces, and, and that's a joyful thing for all of us Um, we've had a um, at one point we had a mural painter who was in here so it's been just we have an immigration attorney it's just been a a, a wildly um, eclectic group of people which i think um, really is a bonus for all all the people who are here it's wonderful
1: that's great. Yeah, the, the diversity in industries is really amazing to see. Rachel, who do you see come through Congdon
3: Yards? That's that's an interesting question, because I think it depends on the day um, that, that you come in. And um, we have, I want to explain a little bit more about kind of the setup, because we have the commons, which is like the, the bottom floor of one of our buildings here on the campus that is completely open to the public. So it is, and it's free. So you could come in, you can plug in, there's free Wi-Fi, and we have a cafe and we have some meeting spaces, um, but we did this building to be aspirational. So you have those individuals that did work in their home, they need a place to plug in. And so they come into the commons, but even when they outgrow that space and they need something more private, we do have some um, single tenant offices that are fully furnished, and so on that floor, which was booked out and leased out immediately, um, we have just like Peggy. There's different; um, it's very eclectic, and but we kind of tried to um, curate that a little bit on purpose, just for that co-working aspect of it. So we do have a, a patent attorney, we have a CPA, we also have um, a nonprofit that really focuses on community needs. Um, we also have a, a furniture company that decided to move their headquarters, you know, for the East Coast to our floor just because of the generator, and we'll talk about it shortly, but, um, you know, it is it's the wide range and gamut of any business owner, um, and we've just seen it really thrive, and I know that word is kind of overused with me right now, but it's true. I mean, that's really what's happening And it's so much so that as we're doing our um, expansion on campus, we're having to do a whole other floor of these smaller offices because we have 50 people that have companies that are waiting just to get into this type of environment. And so we see that it just that success breeds on itself. And so we've been very fortunate to uh, to be able to provide this service to the people here in High Point. Um, i imagine
1: that it would. I imagine that it's really cool to see folks go through that journey of starting off in the commons and then moving into an office and then moving into a larger office and being able to watch that journey as they grow.
3: It's incredible. It is. It makes me so excited um, just to see the growth that's happened.
1: That's awesome. Well, I want to dive into that a little bit more. Um, one of my questions uh, surrounds programs or perks or um, other special amenities that are built into these spaces to again cater to these entrepreneurs and other members Um, so Rachel let's let's keep on rolling with the commons and the generator Um, give us a little bit more information about the generator and what impact have you seen from having those two spaces the commons and the generator under one roof
3: Well, I think when we started to dream up what containers could be, I don't think anyone really realized um, what the generator was going to be for the community. We had some really, really smart people come to us early on from the furniture industry and just had this wild dream of what if we created a space that, you know, furniture designers and interior designers are, you know, could come and have access to the top of the line machinery that you would find in a manufacturing facility. And at first we're like, yeah, that's a great dream. Um, But then we started digging into it because we found this whole ecosystem of furniture makers and some sort, uh, you know, fashion. They didn't have access to the top of the line machinery, and so we partnered with a company called SCM. They're an Italian company based out of Atlanta, and shared the vision of what we have here in High Point. That's what we're known for. It's the furniture capital of the world, Um, and so they immediately said, yes, we want to be part of this vision. And they donated over $2 million worth of top of the line equipment um, to the generator. And so with this happening, this gave, um, for example, we had a gentleman come in who had purchased some furniture designs from the 1940s. He was working on a hotel in New York and he didn't have access to a manufacturer to be able to do that here locally. And so we were able to take those designs and create over 200 chairs that are sitting now in New York City. So to help scale business, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's all of our mission is workforce development. And to really um, undergird that, um, that creates economic development. And so that's what really helps our community move forward. Um, I could go on for days about the generator. It's so exciting. You have to see it in person to really understand it completely above my head, what most of those machines do for sure.
1: Now I need to schedule a trip to go down there and check it out. I've seen pictures on the website and just all over the internet, and it looks like an amazing facility. Um, Jonathan, speaking of the internet, I was uh, scrolling through LinkedIn the other day, and I saw that you had a startup weekend with some high school students. Um, Let's talk about what kind of programs you offer to the community through Venture Ashboro.
4: Sure, so I mentioned previously that my background is in education and my doctorate is specifically in educational leadership. So I uh, tend to uh, still be a hammer and see uh, only nails. And so I uh, bring education into everything that I do, whether my kids like it or not, my friends like it or not, we're always learning something. Um, And so uh, with Venture Ashboro, we have accelerator programs, um, which are um, both uh, online and in person, and we tailor those to um, specific demographics. And so we've got kind of vanilla base that we can flavor with different, I guess, topics or, or speakers. And so uh, we developed this pro- this this uh, model just at the beginning of COVID uh, when we started our Black Business Accelerator program. Um, there was uh there had recently been a um a situation in with the george floyd movement and and art community was was trying to grapple with uh with that and um i and some other rotarians in the community were wanting to to contribute and and add value in some way and 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 we thought you know we could do grants or loans but but we felt like in our community that wasn't enough we needed to do something a little bit more systemic, and so for us, it was um, access to um, the right rooms. So making sure people can can be in the right rooms, and and that um, people have um, free access to the education and and knowledge, so that once they're in the right rooms, they can transact business and and um, and, and kind of. Uh, find empowerment through business ownership and so um, we we started that black business accelerator program with 26 participants which was a lot um, we specifically created uh, zero barriers to entry so whether you had a specific background or not or you were so one level of preparedness or not we welcomed all and didn't try to um, put any kind of barriers on that and so that that Um, meant that ultimately we ended up with a little bit uh, lower than than what we had per we had desired outcomes we we got 10 new businesses out of the 26 which is great but we were hoping for half and so we were like you know what we're gonna do this again and so we did it again this year and and so things have have really picked up um, around those accelerator programs where we're able to um host these these uh classes that are taught by um, experts that uh, come from the demographic that it that the, the the program is is serving so we had entrepreneur knew um, her it was for women and women only presenters um, i happen to just run the zoom and all the technical stuff so the presenters can pop in give their presentation and pop out um and so um, that's been that's been a lot of fun and we feel like it has been um impactful and and you mentioned last week we hosted a startup week with uh, 16 local uh, high school students now we didn't know what we would get we thought we were going to get basically uh the kids that didn't have anything else to do during the summertime um holy cow i was blown away we had three high school graduates one was going to nc state one was going to uncg and what attracted them was our our city manager had com, had committed twenty thousand dollars to implementing um, the or helping implement the big the big idea through maybe a city initiative or something of that nature so they could they could start implementation with some city funds and then each of the uh, members of the winning team won a thousand dollars and so. Um, that was all provided by grants through NCIDEA and other um, uh, donors and such. And so that was um, a, a very rewarding week, but it um, definitely had us stepping up our game to keep up with the young kids in Asheboro. And so I'll wrap with this by saying, um, one of the one of the primary exports from our tertiary communities around our urban hubs, like the Ashboroughs and Lexingtons, um, one of our primary exports are high school students that leave our communities and never come back home. They go to colleges at, at some of these bigger cities. I did the same thing. And, and, and so our hope is, is just to feel dynamic enough that when they're ready to, to move somewhere else, they can consider us. We, we don't want them to not go and experience life and, and all that fun stuff, but, it, but to also have that sense, again, sense of place, that we are a place that um, that you can start your business and thrive. Um,
1: that was great. You you stay busy, Jonathan. Thanks for all that you're doing out in Asheboro. Uh, Peggy, I know that Transform has recently instituted, instituted a new program focused on supporting Black and minority owned businesses. Share uh, with our listeners a little bit about that program and the impact you've seen so far.
2: Well, it's... I'm, first of all, I have to say, I, I am finding this whole conversation so inspirational. I, I love hearing about what you guys are doing in High Point and Asheboro, and I'm very envious um, of what you're accomplishing there. Uh, we are still, like I said, A, we're coming out of the pandemic, but also um, Transform has undergone quite a few, I mean, a, pretty much a, staff overhaul over the past six months. So we're really just now sort of getting on our feet with some of our programs and are not quite as far along as some of you others are. Um, But uh, a program that was was really sort of instituted um, about a year ago and now we're trying to grow it. And it's you know, just called the Black Entrepreneurs uh, program. And it was we were fortunate enough, as we do not operate as a nonprofit, but we were very fortunate to receive a grant from a private foundation um, to do this. and and the emphasis is to uh, create a cohort of eight, um black entrepreneurs they have to meet certain criteria of it has to be uh basically a startup or a very young company um but they also have to demonstrate you know a business model and um you know present materials to us and we have joined and partnered with launch greensboro um to create this opportunity so um Launch Greensboro picked four of the members of the cohort and Transform picked four. Um, We actually are, um, we only have seven currently, Um, one uh, group had to uh, leave, they were not actually utilizing the services that we were trying to offer so they um, decided to let somebody else have that opportunity. And what we offer is we offer a um, office space for free for this year that they are part of the program, Um, you know, and then all the amenities that all of our members have, which is free Wi-Fi, free printing, free coffee, free beer, kitchen access. We have kitchens in both of our locations and um, phone booths for making private. If you don't have an office, you know, making private phone calls and things like that. Um, and our little cohort, some of them didn't even know each other really until recently, and so that's what we've been building on. Now they they all have access to these fabulous Launch Greensboro programs for free. Um, ironically, most of them had already been through <laughs> uh, a lot of the programs offered, um, but they're you know. That has been a a huge bonus that we can offer to um, the members of this program. We're trying to build on that. I'm trying to work up a mentorship program um, so that it can either be uh, on an individual basis or the group as a whole, if they're all looking for something specific, we have established a, a monthly meetup for them. Uh, and sort of are trying to let them fly we stop in and you know check in and if there's anything they need we try to be responsive to that but we're trying to build them as a community within our community of really um, learning to depend on each other and you know whiteboard with each other about various things. And that's been exciting to watch that little piece of it grow because now they're becoming their own little family within our larger community. And that's very exciting for me because then um, a lot of them will come up to me and said, I didn't know that, you know, so-and-so in our group did this, how cool is that? Now we're working together to do this. Um, and, you know, that's, that's very gratifying uh, and I want to continue to grow this program and hopefully it, we can get it funded for years to come and just keep building on what we have so far. But we couldn't do it without Launch Greensboro. There's no doubt about that. Um, that has been a very significant partnership for us.
1: Well, thanks everyone for this amazing conversation. Uh, Some of my big takeaways are, you know, co-working spaces aren't just four walls and a roof and a door that you can come and work out of. You have um, a lot of amazing resources from community to networks to educational programs to these million-dollar tools that you can um, have access to that you might not otherwise have access to. So I encourage those who are listening, who are curious about co-working, who might Identify themselves as an entrepreneur who's looking to get out of their home office or to join a space to definitely check out Transform GSO, Congdon Yards, and Venture Ashboro. They're all fabulous. Um, and I love all that you're doing um, to really support our entrepreneurial community. So a few things I wanna update everyone who's listening, um, what's going on with Launch Greensboro. We have our rolling application open for all of our upcoming programs on launchgreensboro.com. Our accelerator launch lab growth is coming up on September 12th and it'll run through December 5th and we are still accepting applications for that program. It's really nicely fit for startups or new companies that are at that growth scale stage. Um, It's free to participate in and comes with a lot of um, amazing additional benefits, including intern support and mentors, um, among other things. We also have a launch camp coming up October 8th through 9th. So a few months from now, you can join us for an intense two day weekend where you'll play around with the lean canvas. Learn more about your customers and really identify your problem and solution. Uh, another plug I want to put out there, we're always looking for mentors. As Jonathan was expressing earlier, we we have a very diverse um, cohort or really diverse uh, group of entrepreneurs who typically come through our program. And we're really trying to build out our mentorship pool to reflect the diverse entrepreneurs that are participating so if you go to greensboro.org mentorship you can learn more about that program come in assist entrepreneurs as they grow and and make sure that we're reflecting um, those wonderful people who are in our programs we are on social media find us on instagram linkedin twitter and facebook please connect with us to learn more about what we've got going on and a big thank you to Peggy, Rachel, and Jonathan, again, for joining us for this conversation. Thank you so much for your time and and
3: all that you're doing. You're very welcome. I'm excited to come visit these other spaces. Agreed with Peggy. Thank you so much for having us today. Um, and I'll definitely look forward to, to working together.
0: Make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.